0: Welcome to the Early Value NFL Betting Podcast. We're on to episode two of my Super Bowl week podcast. Tonight, I've got the main man at breaking down games, Mr. Fabian Summer. and I'm pleased to let you all know he's got the script in hand. He knows the result. Chiefs are going to win by 20, and I'll let him tell you how that's going to happen. Fabian, how are you?
1: Ross, thanks for having me on again. Can't wait to talk some football. <laughs> I hope everything is well on your side of the um, North Sea
0: yes yes so all good yes uh, it's, uh as we were just saying it's cold and dark still uh, roll on a little bit of better weather but we're, we're coming to the end of a long season hopefully a successful season for yourself and Tom to start reconnecting with the family that we've we've not seen for a few months and uh and then hopefully it won't be too long before we're back at it again
1: oh yes absolutely i mean the super bowl in general I don't really get too excited for it. I might be in the minority because I truly enjoy a an NFL Sunday with red zone uh, where I have like 6 or 8 games in the early slate uh, and like 3 or 4 in the late slate. I enjoy that a lot more than just waiting all Sunday for one game that could also be l- loopsided. So, um in general um as soon as the championship round is over, uh, the, the, the season is at least mentally basically over for me.
0: Yeah, 100%. My my daughter, obviously, it helps being a Chiefs fan this year, them, them being back in there. And and she said, I, aren't you that excited? I said, not really. And uh, I, I agree, it's the same. I think every Sunday, so look forward to six o'clock UK time to watch Red Zone, watch all the games. We've all got so many bets going on and there's nothing like the thrill. The Super Bowl is is such a different occasion that it'll be great and I'm look looking forward to it and I'm happy the Chiefs are in it again for me to to have a bit more of a of a like an interest from a fan point into it. But uh yeah, I'll give me every every week where everyone's playing over uh yeah. over the one game. Definitely. Yeah, 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 So so obviously um we hear a lot about the scripts that uh that I'd I'd take we gladly both know that this isn't true but uh <laughs> so some people obviously believe that it is so how how do we see it playing out for for this week's super bowl
1: yeah so let me start with the eagles offense against the chiefs because i think we can talk a lot more about the eagles because everyone knows how good the eagles uh, how good the chiefs are we don't need to talk a lot about Patrick mahomes anymore i guess uh, maybe about the injury and the potential limitations of that. But in general, I think it's more interesting to look at the Eagles offense. Um, I think Jalen Hurts has tremendously progressed as a quarterback this year when it comes to where his mind is, where his passing is. And I think it's a situation where you had a guy who gives you a high floor because of his rushing ability, because you can incorporate his, his his legs into your rushing offense. And usually when you have 11 guys in the one game, your one game gets a lot more efficient and closes the gap a lot more towards the efficiency of the passing game. And on top of that, I mean, Jalen Hurts has been put in a great uh, position to succeed this year. I like their coaching. They have the arguably the best offensive line in football and trading for AJ Brown was really like the last puzzle part for this offense. And I think every, everything works so great together. I'm I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is all of a sudden a top three quarterback in this league, but I think that his rushing threat, which gives the the offense a super high floor because they always have the ability to get some yards on the ground and this explosive element from Jalen Hurts as a rusher. And now we have also seen an evolution um, for Jalen Hurts as as a passing quarterback, especially uh, when it comes to throws over the middle of the field, when it comes to deep throws. And I think that AJ Brown has opened up a lot of stuff in that area. And when it comes to this matchup, I mean on the one side, yes, I think Gerald Hurts is not a hundred percent. I think that that the shoulder spread is still bothering him. I don't know how close he is to a hundred percent. I don't know. Let's say it's ninety or ninety-five percent. He took a big hit against um, San Francisco last week where he was in an in, in awful pain. So there's a chance that he's not a hundred percent. And I think there's also a scenario in which Steve Spagnuolo, Chief DC. Calls a very unique defense with a lot of blitzes, especially zone blitzes, with some spies that can give Jen Hurts trouble when it comes to throwing the football. I think there's clearly a, a path for this. But I also believe that the Eagles have a significant advantage in the trenches um, with their offensive line against the Chiefs front seven. And outside of Chris Jones, there is not really anyone that The Eagles offensive line need to need to double block. So they should be able to run the ball very easily. They are the best rushing offense in the league. And the Chiefs defense has not faced a rushing offense that is in the in the same ballpark as the Eagles. they if, they faced the easiest schedule of opposing rushing offenses, and they were not super efficient defending that. So they so they barely sneak into the top 15. Mm-hmm. Um as a defense against the one, and that's against the easiest schedule in the league. So, my best assumption is that the Eagles should roll on the ground, which, as a result, should also make the life of Jalen Hurts a lot easier because he will probably not be forced into many um, second and longs, third and longs, because that's that's a situation where I probably like the matchup for the Chiefs. When Spagnuolo can call a lot of blitzes. But I think that the Eagles will be able to run the ball. And they also have enough matchup weapons in the passing game. I mean, AJ Browns against any cornerback out there, um, outside of the Jerry need, it's it's pretty much uh, three rookie cornerbacks in their dime formation. And you, you got Devonte Smith, um, you got AJ Brown, and you got Dallas D- D- Goddard. And the Chiefs don't have the personal to match up with all three and they don't have the personnel, in my opinion to to match up with the eagles running game so i think this is a matchup that the eagles offense should dictate should dominate that their implied team total is uh, 26 and a half so the markets are already expecting them to have a good game um, offensively so i would say i'm expecting the eagles to do very very well on offense Uh, But I think there is also a path where if the Eagles struggle a a little bit and Jalen Hurts has to be put in obvious passing situations, I think that there's a path for the Chiefs defense to have success. But that's less likely than the Eagles having success in general, in my opinion. And on the other side, let's assume that Juju Smith-Schuster will be playing and that Kaderis Tony will play in some capacity. Um. I really like the Eagles' defense. They rank first in pass WA, first in EPA per dropback on the season. They have done very well. They have almost um got to the um NFL history sack record, um etc. Deep pass flushing units, um great cornerbacks. Johnson Garner Johnson as a safety in in the slot. Linebackers are not that great. Safety as well. But overall, I think it's a very sound unit. But that in general does not matter when you face Patrick Hobbs because no matter what defense you throw at him, he will always have an answer. He will always have a solution to the problem. And it also helps that you've got a 24-year head coach, head coaching veteran in Andy Reid, who is one of the best offensive minds in football. And I think that the... I just don't believe that the Eagles defense, for as great as they have been, will be able to shut down Patrick Hobbs. I just don't believe that. I think that the uh, that the Chiefs will get a, a fair share of offense in this game. And I, I could see a scenario in which it becomes game script dependent at one point. I think, for example, if the Eagles get a very good start and maybe lead like, I don't know, 10 nothing 17-7, uh, etc. Usually, you should not be worried about the Chiefs offense coming back. But in this specific matchup, the Eagles, first of all, have the rushing ability to control the clock and to march the field down in six, seven minutes and really kill the clock and um, try to build off that lead. And also, it's hard to get the Eagles um, off the field because they are so smart when it comes to fourth down decision making. So bad coaches play for a third and manageable and the Eagles play for a fourth and manageable. So if it's third and six, they will sometimes let's say a, a third and six at the opposing 48-yard line. Once they see the third and six on the opposing 48-yard line, they know they will they will go for it if they get close to the to the first down marker. So they will sometimes call a play a run play instead of a pass play, because they're saying, hey, a we can run the ball very well. And B, if we, if we can make it a fourth and one or fourth and two, we are going for it anyway. So their play calling, their, their situational play calling is completely different to, to most other NFL teams. And I think the Eagles offense is so good and so equipped to, 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 to play a game from from um in front. And I can see a scenario in which, despite the Chiefs being so great offensively, that the Eagles can control the clock once they once they establish a lead. And they also have the, the pass rush and the ability to play man-to-man to maybe make the Chiefs' offense uncomfortable when they are forced to air it out. But on the other side, I would argue that the same could apply to the Chiefs. Once the Chiefs have a big lead and Jalen Hurts will be put into obvious passing situations, I also don't like the the matchup for the Eagles as much because there is not a lot of evidence that Jalen Hurts can be that guy like Patrick Mahomes. It's very lazy to compare anyone to Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, but we still don't know whether Jalen Hurts can really um, orchestrate a comeback win where they go like 90% pass, etc. There is not enough evidence that he cannot do it uh, because the absence of evidence doesn't mean that there is an evidence of, of absence, but I think this is a game first of all, I think we might see a lot of scores. I would naturally lean towards the, the over, and I can all, I also think that both teams have a fatter tail to the outside where they might be able to win by a um, margin. Uh, excellent. Yeah,
0: and I- as a Chiefs fan, you sort of really echo my thoughts into why horribly, I think the Eagles are have could well win this. Um a lot of points said about the Chiefs run defense. I think it's very easy for teams when they come in and play the Chiefs, they feel they need to pass. And then it can hide a lot of the rushing stats and and maybe make the Chiefs rush defense look better than than what it actually is. Uh Nick Bolton as much as he gets a lot of tackles, can miss tackles in space. Um, Willie Gay, sort of the same. Um, I think you're right. I think if the Eagles do lean on the run, we'll see more success <clears throat> there. Uh, cornerbacks, the the Chiefs ones with the rookies to what uh, what the Eagles have got in Bradbury, in Slay, um, in Chauncey Gardner, uh, that they're, they're excellent and coming in with banged up wide receivers is, is really not going to help. I think if, if Hertz had hit a couple of them deep shots against San Francisco, where to be honest, um, the old chiefs cornerback, Jervais Ward made a couple of great plays. I would imagine we're talking a very different way about this Eagles offense this week than what we would have been. Um, I'm not sure the Chiefs Corners would have made the same plays that Ward did unfortunately, yeah. and it's a worry for me that if hurts shoulder is playing up and he can only take a couple of them deep shots, I think this could be a week where one of them connects than what it did last week um uh, as you say, the short and manageable I mean they're pushing the pile on third and two last week they're going for like <laughs> they were on one play they, were, they it was like they went for a quarterback sneak on third and two. And They've just got so powerful in the trenches. As you say, um, anything short yardage, it's hard not to think that they're not picking it up either. Any fourth and one, fourth and two, I just think they could keep that clock moving. For me, I think the Chiefs need to come out and start strong and, get, and, and score touchdowns, not field goals. Get up and, as you just said, put that pressure on Hurts and let's see what he is made of because this whole season has been the Eagles in the lead. And, and big leads as well, and going into second halves, being able to play perfect football for them, running the ball behind that strong offensive line, killing games off, as you say, six-minute drives, seven-minute drives. I think if the Chiefs don't get off to a fast start here, you're right, we could see um, quite a bigger win for, for <coughs> Philadelphia, which, as a Chiefs fan, is horrible to say. Now, on the flip side, Mahomes and Reid, is is two two of the great play, people in the game and going against them. We've seen it with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick over the years. You cannot count people out like that. They can turn some of these wide receivers, backup players into stars in the blink of an eye. Um, so you always have to have that in consideration. And you're right, I think I'm hoping there'll be good a good amount of points. I'm hoping we'll see a game. I didn't think I'd spend two weeks looking at someone's walking Um, as what I've had to do with Mahomes and make sure that ankles are okay. So every video I see him walking, I'm trying to look at that ankle and see see if we see anything telling. But um, he's not giving anything away and I still think he'll be hampered a little bit. But um, hopefully he recovered enough that when the Eagles do get some pressure, he can get out of that pocket and make some plays. Uh, it's a very tough one to call Fabian. but. In my head, I think the Eagles are just built so well all around that um, as long as Herbs is 90-95%, I'm I'm fearful for the Chiefs.
1: Yes, I agree. I also lean towards the Eagles. I think they are so just just such a well rounded team, and they can find answers to so many problems. They can dominate the, the trenches, they can run the ball, they should be able to, to throw the ball. And I also think for as much as I like Andy Weed, when it comes to situational in-game yeah. decision making, <laughs> the Eagles also have an edge there. So um I mean Eagles are top to bottom the the better team, clearly to me. I think it's not even close when we when we compare every unit to the other unit. Um, it's just that there is a big gap on the quarterback position, and uh, that might be that could be the deciding factor. so, um, overall, I lean towards the Eagles. um, I think they are the better team. I think they deserve to be favorites, but um it could be a very tight game,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, the Mahomes factor, which which will make has made this a lot closer than maybe what it maybe could be. Now, I hear a lot of talk as well about a knock on the Eagles. The strength of schedule, where do you, where do you lie in that? Because to me, they they can only beat who they can only beat. The the schedule was what it was, and and they've looked good in. But uh, sorry, they've looked good in doing what they've had to do as well. To be fair, and I know the Chiefs have maybe been in a harder conference, the AFC, but sh- uh, yeah. To me, I just see it as. They can only beat who they can beat, and and they've looked really good in doing so. Do you see this as as a knock on the Eagles, that they've played maybe a weaker strength of schedule than what the Chiefs have, and people are over-valuing them?
1: I don't think so. Um, I think when it comes to strength of schedule, there are always three layers, in my opinion. Um, The first layer is, what is the schedule against who did you play? second layer is how well did you play against that specific schedule and three um context um yes the eagles have played a very easy schedule but they have for the biggest part completely dominated that schedule and they are 14 and 1 with Jalen Hurts as a starter and and the only game they had like three very fluky turnovers against washington and Jalen Hurts was averaging um 0.35 QB EPA per play in that game, which would have led the league on the season. It was just that they had like uh, two terrible fumbles and an interception where um Adrian Brown basically fumbled the ball into the hands of a of a um, opposing uh, defender. And if those mistakes don't ha- don't happen, they could be perfect on the season with Jalen Hurts as a starter and they they have a great point differential and there is this this old mantra and I think there's a lot of truth 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 to it good teams win big and lose small and that's basically what the Eagles have been doing and we cannot punish them for dominating weaker opponents like I said before um if there is an absence of evidence, it doesn't mean that it's it's an evidence of absence. So just because the Eagles um, did not have the opportunity to beat like five good teams, it doesn't mean that they would not be able to. And on the other side, the Chiefs also did not play the uh, strongest schedule. And when they played uh, uh, good teams, it was always close. And sometimes they lost like against the Bengals, against the Bills, uh, close win against the Bengals for instance, uh, two close wins against a banked-up Chargers team, for instance. So, I think everything that, that the Eagles try to spin up, spin around the Eagles schedule can also be applied for the most part on the Chiefs schedule. And I think it's just not fair to criticize the Eagles for winning by 31 against a Giants team yeah. whose coach um, becomes coach of the year and whose quarterback um, will get a big extension because he looked very good this
0: year. Yeah, no, fully agree. Yeah, I just <laughs> just wanted to know for my own thoughts, it is, is it my thinking or whether other people see it differently? But yeah, I fully agree everything you've said. Uh, that's brilliant breakdown, Fabian. Appreciate it. And that's exactly why I like having people like yourself, Rob Pozzola on, people like that, who know how to break down these games for everyone listening, everyone who wants to learn more about the game. More about certain aspects of the game. Um, I've said it to you countless times, uh, and to Rob, when he was on, and that two of the best people around, along with a few of us, um, and that was a perfect example of it. Now, obviously, I know you're mostly into sides and totals, Fabian, but with the four million markets that are on offer for the Super Bowl, ranging from the National Anthem to <coughs> if Rihanna's going to show Cleverage to the Gatorade color. Is there anything you ever get involved in on the super bowl or is it you stick to your normal routine it's just another game and and that's how you see it and you don't even really delve into the markets
1: i'm not a prop guy by any means i try to get involved into a few information props like um, national anthem length um, uh, songs from rihanna trying to get some information there uh, but but in general i'm i'm not really checking out all these markets um there's a player prop that i like it's, it's miles Sanders over rushing yards which is currently in the um um upper 50s uh, maybe 60 and a half i think the eagles will have a great game on the ground and that should benefit miles Sanders a lot because there's still some uncertainty about jalen hurt's shoulder and uh, we might see to six designed runs instead of nine or ten for him, and um, that way um, there could be a an improved or an increased workload for, for Miles Sanders on the ground, and also game script dependent. If the Eagles have lead in the second half, they will try everything they can to make that clock.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I did a, a props podcast last night, and on there, a couple that I gave out that I liked was. The, uh to be a sack before a touchdown at uh 1.86 it was. Um I think what like what we sort of spoke about with the Eagles um defensive line, the Chiefs offensive line is okay, but also with the Chiefs with Chris Jones, Frank Clark, <laughs> they could get after Jaleen Hurts. And if he does try to run and gets taken down behind the line of scrimmage or slides or that, I just felt sack before a touchdown was a bit of value and uh, a big price at bet three, six, five, 16 to one was a uh, most rushed receiving was any other which that covered the, all the chiefs wide receivers and Dallas got out from the Eagles. Um Just in the hope that if the chiefs have to throw round and the Eagles can do a job on cows, we might get a big game from one of the wide receivers and at 16 to one, you haven't got to spend much to, to win a nice amount on. On there, so that was a couple that I uh that I liked. On there,
1: gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's always like to, to hit a few long
0: shots, yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And as you say, it's just waiting on the intel for the uh for the songs and the national anthem. That's the uh, that's the big ones. And I know Drew and Andy are out there, so I suspect you'll be one of the first people to get it when uh when they break in after having a few drinks Saturday night for the rehearsals, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Fabian, thank you you for coming on as much as you have over the season Uh, really happy to be ending the season talking to yourself (coughs) and having a good conversation about the Super Bowl wish you all the success on it and going into next year look forward to catching up again
1: of course Ross thanks for having me on and I wish you a lot of joy watching that Super Bowl hopefully we are getting a good game
0: Definitely, yeah. More joy if the Chiefs win for me, but we'll uh, we'll see. I'm not sure. Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for the whole season, listening in, uh, giving me your time. Hopefully you've enjoyed the content I've put out with all the great guests I've had on. They're the main ones on here and the reason why I do it. Um, So good luck one more week. Let's hope we all get some winners and I'll talk again in the off-season and the build-up to the draft and free agency and everything that comes along with the the NFL off-season. Fabian, again, thank you. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye everyone.